This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. And if you are a club owner or gymnastics industry professional, I encourage you to join their group, the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group. There's so much free advice straight from the pros, and you'll meet an entire community of like-minded professionals. So check out the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group on Facebook, and check out Creatively Disruptive at creativelydisruptive.com. This episode is brought to you by Quattro Gymnastics. Quattro, freedom to perform. And I want to give a special shout out to everyone over at Quattro for helping put on such a wonderful podcast event. I literally could not have done it without you guys. Thank you so much. And everyone, check out Quattro at QuattroGymnastics.com. People in the group knew her, so she'd come to the hotel. She wasn't staying there, but she'd come to like visit me. And she'd always come with a backpack. So before she'd come, I I'd get everyone's order and she'd bring us food and I would just like be handing it out to like my teammates. So you're probably yeah. how people got through floor routines. Honestly. How- yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, and welcome back to a full episode of What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you a unique, sometimes funny side of some of your favorite figures in gymnastics. Today's episode is part two of what makes Tasha Schweikert think. Now, if you did not catch part one, I encourage you to go back to episode 62 and check that out. Today, we're going to be picking up where we left off, asking Tasha her thoughts on if there's been an improvement in coaching and overall culture in elite gymnastics. And here's what she had to say. I think the way that coaches were allowed to behave back then, I mean, no one was going to tell them no, so they could berate their gymnasts, tell them that they sucked in the middle of a competition and no one was going to say anything. Now you just can't do that. Like you can't, you can't be openly, you know, verbally abusive. Right. But I mean, sure. Like, have I seen some of the subtle, um, inappropriate coaching? Yeah. Um, do I think maybe the coaches now maybe try to put on a show and, and put on a front, like, Things are different when they're at a meet and, and on podium compared to when they're at their gym, probably, right? So I think the real coaching, you're going to see it like in someone's gym when no one's watching, right? So, I mean, sure. Have, are things like from surface level, level 30, 30 foot, uh, 30,000 foot view better? Yeah. But, I, you know, let's go in someone's gym when they think no one's watching and let's let's do that. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hear you. All right. Let's, we're going to shift gears a little bit. So what are we looking at here? 2003 Worlds. Team finals. And I was right back here. Were you really? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was <laughs> like that means anything. But yeah, I was in the audience. Well, Woo, that's awesome. You. That's awesome. Um, that was fun. We... Well, okay. I'm like, obviously so lighthearted and, and, you know, like we laugh now, but it was intense. Um, you guys were, were going down one at one by we one. We were going huh? down. We were going down. I mean, I remember Courtney Cupette's like, uh, what was her Achilles tendon? Mm-hmm. We had, did we have one or two ACLs? So I remember, was had, it Anya? You had Ashley Postel with a stomach flu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the hospital, like on an IV with the stomach flu, like not just like I'm a wow. sick, like in the hospital, like she was my roommate and all of a sudden they're like, we're taking her to the hospital. And she like 
stayed in the hospital for days. And I was like, okay, she's gone. Uh, Courtney Pets Achilles. There was a, was it uh, Anya? I think so. ACL? Yeah. So the only reason I know yeah. Anya, or I think I know, is because I had Blaine Wilson on the show a while ago and he was talking about being at world championships and seeing the women, or let me backtrack. He said the guys in training were kind of like sitting in a circle, just loosening up, getting ready to go. Yeah. He's like, I look yeah. over at the women and they're just busting out routine after routine after routine. Yeah. And then he mentions, you know, one by one injuries and this and that. And I yeah. just remember so vividly, he was like, for what? Yeah. Why yeah. do you need to do all that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And we, and we, <laughs> we used to look at the men and be like, oh my gosh, look how chill it is over there. Look how like calm it is over there. <laughs> If only, right? If only we got a little bit of that. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't need the whole thing. We don't need all of it. We'll have to meet him. Just a little bit. Yeah. But um, no, that, that was a crazy, it was crazy world. And I remember, um, so things obviously had gotten like slightly better from 2000. And that's like, that's not saying much because, mm-hmm. I mean, at least like food wasn't physically being taken from our plates at 2003 much like in 2000 like i had food taken out of my wow. hand you know just like awful things right so um but our, our our coaches so i remember like sitting at dinner and like um one of my teammates her coach wouldn't allow her to have um food like a dinner and by i mean dinner it was like salad and chicken and <sighs> maybe some fruit or and maybe like some green beans. I don't know. And but now go exert yourself. Like that was, where is that, the was logic? Too, that was too much food, too much like calories, whatever. So she got half a grapefruit. Um, and then, so my, my sister, obviously she had previously been on the national team and, um, you know, in people in the group knew her. So she'd come to the hotel. She wasn't staying there, but she'd come to like visit me. And they were like, oh, you know, Jordan, like, you know, we love you. And she'd always come with a backpack. So before she'd come, I, I'd get everyone's order and she'd bring us food. And I would just like be handing it out to like my teammates. So you're probably yeah. how people got through floor routines. Honestly. How- <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And there was, um, because our floor was, there was uh, security on our floor and like the area where we were staying. And there was a vending machine there. And so. People were like, oh man, like, you know, I want a bag of pretzels, right? Over that's why we're talking about a bag of pretzels, right? Those like off. Yeah, we're not getting whiskey. We're getting no, pretzels. A bag of pretzels. Right. Or like, you know, fruit snacks or something, right? So Rebels. Um, or like, you know, dried fruit or nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they would hand me, and I was I, I was the oldest on that team. And I was like, you know, I don't care. Like, I'll do it. Cause I knew Cassie was like more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Than, than the rest of the coaches on that on that 2003 world team so they would give me like their dollars and so i would like sneak off and like go to the vending machine too and get everyone's like orders and then i'm <laughs> just picturing you in like a ski mask like, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. but it's like the things that we like and that's crazy because like those those are my memories right like sure i'm obviously competing and winning that was great but like beyond that it's like the sneaking of the food. <laughs> it was like, yeah. And then after the meet, I remember my sister, she went to Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory and got just like a bunch of like chocolate because, hey, we won and like we wanted to celebrate. And I remember, so she hung out with all of us in, in our room too. 
And like, and so everyone came to my room and she like laid out all like the chocolates on the bed. And you should have seen like some of these gymnasts were going to town, like eating this chocolate. Like they had never eaten chocolate in their life. Sad. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like those are my memories of this three worlds. And you were the only one after the 2000 Olympics that continued. Is that right? Correct. From that team? Yep. So all these other ones, I mean, you, you must have been the one to look up to. I mean, you, you were the one that had, you went to the big show and, yep. you know, had gone through it all and you were still there. So, um, yep. I mean, apparently what that equates to in 2003 gymnastics world is sneaking out to the vending machine. But right. what other, <laughs> but... <laughs> And I'm, I'm being very light right now, but did you feel that leadership role with that team because of the experience that you had? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. And even, and even, you know, in the gymnastics arena, I mean, um, yeah. And, I, you know, because I'm, I'm also too, beyond just being like the oldest on the team and, and like having been there, mm-hmm. I was, I was the one that was very vulnerable. And I was like, and I, I was asking my teammates, it's like, sure, we don't compete. We don't train with one another in our personal gyms, but like, how are you doing? Like, tell me how you're doing. Are you hurting? Right. And so like, I was, whereas, you know, I, they just weren't in a position to, to do that. Right. Cause they were, I think they were just really young. Um, and so I, I was, you know, I was, you know, and in terms of like a leadership role in that regard, I was just like, just checking on you. How you doing? Like, you know, yeah. what can I do? you know? Um, and so I, I just think a lot of them felt comfortable with, with, opening up to me in that sense as well right all right so back to 2000 you see this oh i remember (laughs) there's a meme or no a gif there's a gif there should be oh there no there is what are we watching here tasha uh so 2010 where they're doing a presentation of our bronze medals that we we won 10 years after the olympics I remember being in LA, like I graduated UCLA a year prior to that. And I was, um, okay, wait, I'm going to pause on my story because here's, here's, uh, this guy about to present me my medal. This guy. You are amazing for doing this. (laughs) Did you know, were you like, I'm, I'm ready. Bring it. No, it's kind of like, it wasn't planned. No, it wasn't planned. No, I mean, no, like, okay, I'm kind of like, oh, too close, <laughs> way too close. Don't get so, don't get so close. Nope. I'm sorry to laugh because the reasoning behind of it, behind it, is not funny at all. Yeah, you just did what but everybody. It was like so natural. Yeah, it was like a natural yes. reaction. Like, uh, <laughs> personal space. Um, yeah, no. So I mean, this whole medal so- ceremony, I think for all of us, was a little bit bizarre. Because, you know, we had 2000 Olympics happened. We had moved on with our lives. And then we get a call. And I remember, you know, I was like living in L.A. at the time. And someone, it was uh, Samantha Pejic's mom, Luann, who was working at USA Gymnastics at the time. She called me. And I think she called me. It was like six something in the morning. Or at least maybe if it wasn't, it felt like that. Mm-hmm. So I was still sleeping. And she's like, you want a medal? And I'm like, what? It's <laughs> like, you want a medal? I'm like, for what? Wrong number. <laughs> like, like, ah! and she's like, oh, you know, like they finished the investigation and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so you guys will be presented with like the bronze medal. I'm like, 
how do you guys feel? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's weird, right? Because, I mean, sure, like it's, you, you're, you're going to get an Olympic medal. That's cool. But I guess for me, I'm like, well, the way it happened, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, I, I just, I feel bad for that Chinese gymnast who was put in that position because yeah. you know that she didn't like she didn't falsify a passport or change a birthday right. like she did right. like she was right. 13 like you know right. she didn't do that so right. i felt bad for her um and so you know i don't know to win a medal off of that which it was weird i don't know it was weird but and so i think and i think the rest of my teammates felt that because it was like Hey guys, it's like it, we, we, it was like a little reunion, right? But yeah. It's like, this is weird. Like, this is a weird reunion, but okay. Like, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at the, the beginning of the show, we did a warm up, right? People from your life, blah, blah, blah. And essentially, you know, you and, I, you and I haven't met, so I don't have anecdotes, except for we actually did once. I remember at camp, at one of the camps, right? No, no. We didn't meet at the camp. Mm -mm. No, we met. <laughs> Alicia Sacramoni. I know we met yes. through her. Yeah, well, I, I thought kind we were of. at a camp. No, so you, yes, we met. It was that was kind of all the same night, but I was outside the hotel bar of wherever the heck we were staying, and you and Jordan and your parents were walking down the street. Okay, and I geeked out. And I, get, I think I made eye contact with your mom or your dad or something. Like, I don't remember what it was. And uh, so we said hi. And then you guys kept walking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the, like the Schweiker family. Like, I have to say something because I'm a big nerd. And like, I'm missing my chance. And yeah. I just looked at your dad. <laughs> I go, pointed at you and Jordan. And I was like, good job with those two. Like, what? Who says <laughs> that? What is that? I mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it could have been way worse. You know what I mean? Like that's that wasn't so bad. Like that's that's like a compliment. That's good. It was. I, I mean, yes, it was a compliment, but it was also like, what? Why? What are you doing? What is that? I could have said hi to you. Could have said, nope. Just good job with those two, buddy. I love Keep it. Watching. I love it. Oh my gosh. He probably it probably made him feel special. Oh well, good. Yeah. That's so All right. funny. We are going, we're going back in time. This is one of my favorite things to do. And I want you to tell me about this kid. 1998 Junior oh, American Classic. Mm-hmm. Those swinging bars like a rock star. And I love the fact that like these meets happened in ballrooms. You know what right? I mean? <laughs> like, oh, you know, there's like some exact corporate meeting happening. Oh, look, it's the 1998 Junior American Classic. Best gymnasts of America are in that ballroom. <laughs> Wow. So how old were you here? Oh, gosh. Don't make me do the math. Um, mm. How old? Let's see. Four, um, 13. 13. So you were on the Tops national team, right? When you were little, little? Yes. Yep. Okay. I so you kind of knew like the path that was intended. Yes. We're at this point in the game, and I know this is a long time ago, and it's kind of a different world, but around this time, what would you have thought if somebody said you're going to be on that Olympic team in two years? I would have told them that they were crazy and and i would have told them when i told everyone even at like seven years old people would be like you know because my mom would be like she's good at gymnastics and then my aunt would be like she's going to be in the olympics and i'd be like do you know how many people are on the olympic team 
the odds, right? If you took the, the, the amount of gymnasts in America and do the math, the odds are not in my favor. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that I was going to be on the team. I was just honestly, for me, I was like, I, I'd set like goals every season, you know, like, you know, this year, this season, I want to win level eight state meet and then level nine state meet level 10. And then, so I was just kind of like, just like living in the moment type of thing. But no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I just didn't like think that far ahead. And I was just mm -hmm. excited to like win or do well at whatever I could that season. It's so fun to look back and like, yep. just see, <laughs> you know, see with a crystal ball where that mm -hmm. was headed. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one. And what I want you to think about is your elite career and kind of the comparison here of this. So what's this? Okay. College gymnastics, UCLA. Tumble Track is known for creating innovative training tools to help athletes and coaches continue to progress and progress safely. And they've done it again. You guys have heard me talk about the porcupine pad before, but I also want to share with you that We've been using the porcupine pad all summer at this year's precision camps, and it really works. And how does it work? Well, when working on uneven bar swinging skills, do you have gymnasts who are nervous about their feet hitting the low bar? Do they pull in too early, causing them to break form? Well, the innovators at Tumble Track have done it again. The new porcupine bar pad. It is simple yet incredibly effective. It's a training tool that will help an athlete begin to feel exactly how far away they are from the low bar. It uses soft, flexible bristles to offer feedback and assurance. Over time, the athlete will begin to stretch out their swings. And that's really the point, right? Tumble Track partnered with Coach Brett Wargo, team coach from Ascend Gymnastics, winner of the 2022 Program of the Year, to bring you this brand new product. Head over to tumbletrack.com and use the promo code THINK22. That's T-H-I-N-K-22 for a 10% discount. These are going fast, guys. So if you want to get your Tumble Track porcupine pad, get over to tumbletrack.com ASAP. So what's this? Okay. College gymnastics, UCLA. I had a lot of fun there. Um, I really like that floor. I really like that floor music. I think my favorite floor music was were from freshman year and senior year. No, UCLA for me was like the was like a bright spot, right? Coming from that toxic elite gymnastics environment to an environment where you know, like Miss Val was like, Hey, like you're something hurts today. Like take the week off and like go condition and help your teammates. Right. Or, Hey, you don't need to do, you've done enough routines. You don't need to do anymore. Go coach your teammates. Right. That was like night and day compared to my elite career. Um, and then also obviously just getting to be a student athlete where now education was important you got to have a social life you got to figure out like who you are and and what you wanted to do with your life like once you finished college and went out to the big world um so no, I, I had a great time at UCLA and I wouldn't have changed changed that experience for anything did it reignite something for you oh yeah oh yeah um and I, and I love telling this story so 2004 you know was an all traveling alternate um, to Athens for, for the Olympics. And then I did the tour, the 2004 tour. So um, basically like got to UCLA, like 
the Friday before classes started on a Monday and didn't, didn't really get to do any of that preseason training or, you know, like bonding with the teammates Mm -hmm. and didn't get any time off. So the summer after my freshman year, I remember having like a last practice before we were let off for, for summer break. And Miss Val was like, you know, okay, like so-and-so like you need to learn this and you need to be, you need to be in the gym training doing this. And this person needs to do this. And she was like, Tasha, I want you to sit on the couch and eat bonbons all summer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, don't twist my arm. Like, <laughs> If it's part of my training. <laughs> yeah. Like if that's what you want me to do, like, don't be, be careful what you ask for as well. Um, and that's what I did. You know, I didn't train. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't condition. I didn't work out. And I just like enjoyed myself for the first time in mm-hmm. my entire gymnastics career. Um, and then I came back like super out of shape and, but super like refreshed. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Like, you know, so I remember coming back for preseason and she was like, well, you obviously did what I asked. Like you sat on the couch and eat bonbons. And I was like, yep. And so, you know, preseason conditioning that that uh summer was really really hard right the hardest it's ever been because i sat around for three months doing nothing give yourself a Um, break yeah and but it was great because it kind of reinvigorated the like oh like now you you need to like work hard again right because freshman year it was easy i was downgrading all my routines um you know i got to take like a third of my bar to my elite bar routine and compete that and yeah that's amazing yeah, but it's like, that's easy, right? So that's kind of like mindless work. So um, I thought there was, you know, she re- reinvigorated the love for the sport for me and like the challenge aspect of like, you know, gymnastics is hard and I want to make it challenging for you. Um, and for me, I, mean, I think that was the best thing she could have done, right? Just giving me that break um, because she knew it was like, I got to get her through four years of college gymnastics. And so that's the only way to get it done. Um, so she was genius for that. Yeah, you look real happy. And, you know, you, from a, from a fan point of view, from an audience member, when you were competing elite, you, you didn't have a poker face. You're, you're mad we saw it. And so it's, it's really cool here though, because we know whatever we're seeing is pretty darn real. Yeah. Just the, the joy. I mean, you just look like this is the this is the after party. This is the this is the reward. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. And just really, really cool to be able to see you just taking charge of your own gymnastics and killing it at the same time. Yeah. No. I. Oh gosh. I had so much fun. Um, I mean, really, like you said, taking charge of my own gymnastics. It was like, it was so cool. Like, make decisions. Like, make adult decisions on your gymnastics. Um, which I will say in it's all relative cassie obviously let me have an opinion and make some decisions but the moment we went to national team training camp like you get to make no decisions you were being micromanaged um you know you don't even get to decide if you're like injured right like that's right. their decision <laughs> so um coming to college it was like this is so cool and i mean i i genuinely was happy and had a lot of fun and you know, it was like, it didn't matter if, if you, if we won or we lost, but the whole team aspect thing was, was, yeah, that was the coolest thing because you, I came from training like by myself as an elite, well, it was me and my sister until she got mm-hmm. injured. But then other than that, it was like me training by myself or me training with the level tens. Um, and that's it. Right. So it was nice to have like teammates. Yeah. I hear that all the time. 
And and it's true, even when you're on a team in club, it's just a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And you never really have that feeling of what you do affects somebody else or what they do affects you because yeah, you train together from 4.30 to 8.30 or whatever, and you cheer for each other and you support each other, but your outcomes are not as dependent on each other. And that's right. such a big thing there is it, that putting the team first idea. And yep. you know, most most gymnasts don't know what that feels like because we don't do team sports. So right. it right. feels great. I had a year where I had to stop um, because of my shoulder, so I did track, and I just fell in love with the relay. Mm -hmm. Having a group of people depend on each other because I just never knew what it felt like, and it was was really cool. Yeah, I mean, mean, even like watching this, it's like having like, you know, 10 to 15 other teammates cheering you on on the floor. Like, that wasn't even something that happened, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, just having like you guys down there watching me and cheering me on and like, hearing like, whatever they're saying, like in the middle of my bar routine, right? Mm -hmm. From many different voices and knowing like, that's Ari, like, that's Christina, like, that's Natalie, like, that, that was so cool. Yeah, it's cool to watch too. All right. Well, I think we did it. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. good. Okay. We, we cried. We laughed. It was good. There and you, you go. Cried. And thank you for sharing. No, that's, uh, you know, coming out and just sharing your truth is not easy. And so thank you. Oh, well, thank you. You're a part of uh, feeling. I was not planning on doing that. I just literally. It was, I know. I know you weren't. You I were know. talking and I just started shaking. I was like, well, I guess this is the yeah. moment. So here we go. It, it's but, the moment. I think no, it's I mean, um, important and I don't want to say normalized, but, um, you know, when you gave that speech, you went into, it was graphic. I mean, you didn't, it's very you graphic. didn't back. but that's the thing. Like it's, it's not something to be embarrassed about. People need to know that stuff to know that it's not mm-hmm. just somebody looking in the mirror and going, Ooh, I'm fat. So I'm not going to eat chocolate. Like yeah. that is so far beyond that. And I yep. think that's what was so impactful is how real you got with, with the details and it's uncomfortable for people to hear that but good good it should be uncomfortable now do you get it yeah 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 well hey if you ever want to talk some more you have my number please call me we we can have therapy sessions together i appreciate it thank you all right well my final question for you that i ask all my guests is when i say the word joy what does that make you think well my mom's name is joy see that was a bad word (laughs) oh you're done my mom (laughs) love it all right well have a great rest of your day thanks for sharing everything i really appreciate it i hope i can get get you back for a mini sode sometime and we'll uh was going a totally different direction with that one but appreciate your time i know you're super busy so enjoy the rest of your day and we'll, we'll talk soon thanks bye nicole bye That's going to be it for today. Tasha, thank you for joining me for such a long and extensive but necessary conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Remember, if you want to shoot me an email, you can reach me at youthinkpod at gmail. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash what makes you think podcast. Until next week, keep thinking outside the box.